Welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Alexis Brooks. And, uh, you know, as every once in a while, I, I feel the urge to put my little two cents worth in uh, after the show. I call it conscious commentary. Uh, don't do it all the time, but every once in a while when the spirit moves me, I uh, feel so inclined to do so. This conversation um, that we just had, which I hope you had the benefit of hearing in its entirety, was my interview with the co-author of the book, Meet the Hybrids, co-author along with Barbara Lamb. His name is Miguel Mendonca. But we had a special treat, folks. If you didn't hear it, uh, we were also joined by one of the hybrids that was interviewed in the book, and his name is Robert Fullington. Now, I want to say something for for the record before we get into this little chat that we're going to have. And that is, um, admittedly, when Miguel first contacted me to let me know that uh, he'd like to have one of the hybrids join the discussion, I had a few questions in my mind. Of course, I didn't hesitate. I thought it would be a phenomenal thing. But my my first inclination was to ask myself, hmm, I wonder if he's going to sound different. I wonder if his concepts are going to be uh so far in that we wouldn't recognize them or, you know, what's going to be different about this gentleman? You know, there was a part of me in the back of that was saying probably none of that. I'm sure he's, you know, uh, like the rest of us, perhaps, and maybe a little different. Um, nonetheless, uh, of course, my, my, um, what shall I say? My process is to keep an open mind at all times. And this was no exception. And I found myself on the line with Miguel and this gentleman named Robert or Rob, he likes to be called Fullington, who is extraordinarily loving, extraordinarily um, bubbly, articulate, uh, dare I say the word normal? (laughs) Yes, folks, normal. He's a human being that happens to have a little bit of a mixture of something else. Um, look, you out there in the Higher Journeys radio audience are a very astute, open-minded, uh, and I might say quite learned audience in this regard. You know, we talk about things that are you're just not going to hear on the street. <laughs> um, talking about the idea of uh, meeting a hybrid, what that entails, could it be possible? I think can only happen on a show like this, right? So here here we had it. Um, it was an incredible conversation. And again, as I approach this discussion, as tempting as it could have been to barrage Rob with questions about, well, what do you look like? Well, I've actually seen a picture of him. In fact, if you've seen the interview, you too have seen a picture. He's very human looking. He did talk about one aspect of his uh, physiology that's a bit different that piqued his interest before he even had the realization that he uh, felt himself to be a hybrid. And that is his double jointed um, uh, uh, hands and the fact that he can move them toward his forearm in a position that's very uh, anomalous, atypical. Um, I bring that up because he felt that, again, once he had this sort of epiphany that, hey, you know, I may be something beside human and got further into that journey, he discovered that his connection was to what are referred to as the mantis. I know they're also called mantid beings. Simon Parks, of course, has made no bones about uh, letting people know that he too feels himself to have uh, mantid or mantis DNA in him. Uh, so 
but you know, I think that's sort of where the um, the ET of it <laughs> left off, and at least in obvious terms. You know, again, when you think of hybrid, what do you think of, particularly if we're talking about, you know, a, a human slash ET hybrid? Do you expect them to look a little bit like a gray or a reptilian? Or I think we need to get rid of some of those notions. That's not to say that some of those elements exist sometimes in these individuals that are uh, said to have a mixture of DNA. I mean, look, again, this is a, a really far out subject, even for a show like this. But I think for me, Guys, and the reason why I do so many of these shows when we're when we're broaching the subject of non-human intelligence and the influence and the integral role that they play in our lives and on our planet is that we uh, this is a big story. This is something that we need to get accustomed to being comfortable talking about. You know, one of the things that Rob said is he feels that to some extent. Maybe we're all hybrids to some extent. That's been talked about before. I'm not too familiar with the, the depth of it, but it certainly has been um, written in ancient texts, including the Bible, right? So part of my mission in doing this show was to make the conversation, hopefully the conversations that you all will be having after you hear this show, a little bit more comfortable, even in polite company. <laughs> Why not? If we're going to evolve, if we're going to reach for the higher rungs of consciousness, I think we need to make room for the idea that consciousness comes in many, many different forms, intelligent forms. So uh, not only did Rob share his journey, and by the way, again, I urge you, if you haven't listened to the show already, please do, explicit detail. I mean, he took us down the entire path of him having no idea whatsoever uh, of, of this being a possibility uh, and into how that, uh, that again, epiphany came for him. It came through a lot of sort of paranormal occurrences, anomalous occurrences, not the least of which were several sightings, uh, craft sightings, what we call UFO sightings, along with his wife, who saw them had a great conversation about that too, in terms of how it seems in many cases, maybe not all, but in many, the sightings that are experienced by the witnesses, there seems to be more than just, it it seems to be more than just meets the physical eye, right? You see a light in the sky and you're, you're seeing it through your physical lenses, but there is some other interaction that so many have, have admitted uh, seem to be taking place, a conscious interaction, perhaps a telepathic communication between the craft or moreover, the consciousness of the craft, the occupants of the craft, and the individual that's witnessing uh, the craft itself. I think that's quite a, quite interesting. You know, in, in the beginning stages of my work down this path, uh, not necessarily including much on the ET UFO story, um, I... I think I kind of veered away from this sort of research because we're so used to hearing sort of the classic uh, UFO stories. When I say classic, the sightings, um, you know, what they look like, the, the, the stigma, well, the stereotypes that have been developed around what we call extraterrestrials, um, which are somewhat cartoonish to me. Uh, that's not to say that those don't exist, but I think the story is so much deeper than that. We're talking about consciousness and and perhaps some of these beings, these what I call non-human beings, 
trying to teach us something about the scope of consciousness and how we are enveloped in it. Um, so something else I'll, I'll tell you that Miguel shared with me um, when he asked for me to interview him for his book. He said, you know, I have a feeling, Alexis, that you can kind of grasp this from another angle that maybe some others may or may not. And that's a metaphysical uh, angle. Again, we're talking about and I, I admitted I was a bit curious, you know, what does this gentleman look like? What's he going to sound like? Uh, what, what's this going to be? But um, what Miguel really wanted to focus on were the, the messages that were implicit in uh, the hybrid reality. The, the met, more of a metaphysical approach. And again, we really, I think we really got there. We talked about the, not just the emotion of love and, and love is all, but the frequency of love and how Rob has really sort of um, embraced that and used that on his journey. You know, in the book, he, he, there's a, there's a great little section where he talks about how he struggles so much now, which I think a lot of us do in looking at status quo reality and people who are just refusing to loosen their grip on mainstream reality and, you know, routine and normality, and not to mention the ugliness that's definitely existing in this world. He struggles, struggled, still struggles with it. But he says the one saving grace that he has had, particularly once he found out that he was a hybrid, was that he learned how to use the frequency of love to sort of neutralize emotions that could get out of control over time. Uh, in fact, I think in the book, there is a section where he talks about a process that he uses when he's confronted with a situation that may be somewhat um, negative, where he can call up the feeling of love. Uh, I guess it would be somewhat of an emotion of love, but the frequency of love uh, based on a previous experience that he had had and apply that energy, literally that frequency to the current situation, which isn't so pleasant. And that completely transcends or alchemizes, we might say, the, the, the experience that he's been in. So there, there's a wisdom that I noted from him. Um, you'll hear the interview again, if you haven't already. Sounds very normal to me. And he is. And he he, he makes no bones about saying, I'm human. I'm a, and I live a human life. And I just have this other sort of dimension to me uh, that is uh, makes me a hybrid. But there is a wisdom. There's no doubt that comes, frankly, both from uh, Rob and Miguel in this regard, that makes me think that they have had non-ordinary interactions, maybe of something that is non-ordinary, um, that would place them in such a unique position, their ideologies, their philosophies. Miguel is quite, uh, quite the guy. I was so impressed with him. He's an extraordinary writer. And he's not afraid to tell his personal story. He, he gets into that, too, which is great. Um, so the question becomes, is Miguel a hybrid? Are you a hybrid? In my intro to, to this particular episode, and I think in, on the outro, I asked the question, have you ever asked yourself? Have you ever thought about it? Maybe you'll think about it after you hear this. What was very interesting, speaking of which, was... Um, I guess Miguel has contemplated such a thing. 
And so what he did was he sort of rallied a, a couple of the hybrids that he had been interviewing for the book. And one of them, I believe her name is Cynthia Crawford, said to her, Miguel, all you have to do is ask. Or she said something like, if you are, you already know the answer. But she said that there are things that you can do, and I'm going to have you listen to the interview so he can explain in detail, to sort of conjure, if that energy does exist, and you're ready to receive the message, you will. Am I a hybrid? Hmm. I think that's something to to pause on for a little bit. I think we're going to have, um, in the coming months, years, such revelations You know, we're having this conversation now in somewhat of a niche, with a niche sort of genre of radio program. Maybe we'll be hearing this with more frequency on our uh, more um, mainstream channels. I think it's coming up a little bit more now, not necessarily the hybrid uh, situation, but certainly the whole UFO and ET phenomenon, even even though there's a, a, a fair pinch of tongue in cheek that they feel they must insert, it's still coming up more. So Yes, revelations uh, abound, and I think they're going to happen uh, more and more in in the coming um, days, weeks, months, and years. I think I'll end it there. I'm going to leave you once again with the question, do you think you could be a hybrid? And if so, how would you go about finding out? I'd love to hear from you. You know I always love to hear from you guys. You have uh, a myriad of ways these days to get a hold of me. Once again, I'm back on iTunes. Just look up Higher Journeys Radio with Alexis Brooks, or maybe Higher Journeys with Alexis Brooks in your handy-dandy iTunes app, and I will pop up. Love to hear from you there. And of course, if you would be so kind as to uh, to rate the show, and of course, subscribe. I'd love it. You can also reach me on Facebook. You can reach me on my website, higherjourneys.com. No excuses. You can reach me anywhere. And I would love to hear your stories. I really, really would. You are really what make this show what it is. I have talked to so many of you who have come forward with such amazing, inspiring, jaw-dropping stories. And I'm just delighted that uh, that I have the opportunity uh, to listen to you and for you to share with me. I thank you so much for that. So signing off for now, I'm Alexis Brooks. And you're listening to Higher Journeys, Conscious Commentary, after the show. Take care.